their kids and their hard work. It, it, it does take a lot of effort on their part, and this is a relatively young team. Uh, many of the kids, this is their first year on the team, and so proud of the, the growth that they've demonstrated and the work that they've put in. And we got a late start this year to compound things, so I'm really, really happy and, and pleased with, with how much time and, and effort they've invested to, to put this program together. And they are very well received. They represent the academy well, and they're a great blessing uh, to the places where they get to go and be an encouragement. They do a nice job of interacting with the, the whoever it is, whether it's at the, at the prisons or the nursing homes, the churches, they just do a good job. And so I'm uh, very proud of these kids and their hard work. We've just got a couple minutes left, and I knew that would be the case. So I just want to take a quick look at something to sort of capstone the night. Um, and, and it's not going to be anything profound, but it's probably odd for a Christmas uh, type of call it challenge or, or devotional. Go to Revelation, please. Revelation 2. And I'm going I'm to look at two different passages here. Obviously, we know this first part of Revelation where we're dealing with the angel speaking to the churches, the different churches and their, their flaws, as it were, uh, or God's condemnation of, of some of their behavior and, and accolades on others. Verse, Revelation 2, verse number 2. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. Now hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars and hast borne and hast patience and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. The angel declares to this church here the church at Ephesus says, you've got a lot of good things going on, folks. You're, you're fulfilling a lot of the, the, the mandates of the church, and you're, you're busy. But then it comes at the end of that list of, of recognition of, of the activity of the body and says, there's a bigger problem here. You've got the externals all right. You, you, you know, you're trying those people that, that claim to, to know the Lord and are apostles, and you've tried them, and you've tested them, and you've rejected the ones that you ought to reject. You're full of works and labor and, and you're demonstrating patience and you, you're rejecting evil and you're doing all the externals quite well. But there's an internal problem that trumps all of the external goodness and that's you've lost your first love. You've, you've left. Now, okay, so I'm going to set that aside for a second because I'm not trying to take chapter 2 and plug it into verse 3, but I, I, I want to sort of cross-reference. Go over to chapter 3. And another well-known verse, but I, I, verse number 15 and 16, he's talking to another church here, and he goes, I know thy works, that thou art neither hot, cold nor hot. I would that thou were, were cold or hot. So then the, because of lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So we have the Lord again, he says, I know your works, I know what you're doing. And he said, there's no passion to it. You're lukewarm, you're, you're not cold, you're not hot, you're just riding the fence. And he said, that's the worst position of all. If you're hot or cold, I could deal with one of those appropriately, but you're lukewarm, you're right in the middle, and it's completely and utterly distasteful. I'm going to confess to you something that I shouldn't say. It should not be the truth of my life, but I, I guess I, I'm, I'm an open book in many respects, or try to be. And I'm just going to tell you, I love Christmas. That's not shocking. Most of you do too. I love all the trappings of Christmas, and the trees, and the decorations. 
I love the family gatherings and getting together. I love singing the Christmas carols. I love traveling with the ministry team and getting to go and, and celebrate the season. I love all of those things. I love the, 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 the celebrations and the fun, nostalgic events that take place. And I love even sharing the Christmas story and talking through those things and, and, and dealing with the spiritual side of it as well. And, you know, teaching my Sunday school class this morning, it was a joy to, to walk through some of the Old Testament passages dealing with what would eventually become, as we know it, the Christmas story and the prophecies that were, that were pertinent there. And I enjoyed that. But I'm going to confess, and here's the part I shouldn't confess because it's, it's shameful, but it's the truth. I love Christmas, but I saw this year, as it happens every seventh year, I saw Christmas falls on a Sunday. You know what my heart did? shoot, that means we've got to cut short our family thing on Christmas morning. That was my initial reaction. And I'm guessing if you were honest, you might have had some of the same thought. I say I love Christmas. And we go ministering around the Des Moines area. and we, we put on a good game, as it were. We have all the trappings that say we celebrate Christmas. We do all the works on the external that, that say, wow, we, we are celebrating the right way and we can't, we reject the evil of the world's philosophy of Christmas and we don't want any part of that stuff. We're going to do it the right way. The externals look good, don't they? And the Lord's looking at me going, you lost your first love. I know your works. I know what you're doing externally. But deep down in the heart of the matter, you don't love Christmas. You love family time. You love decorations. You love a good meal with family and friends. Because on Christmas morning, we should have a time to come together and rejoice in the true meaning of Christmas. And I was worried that I had to cut short my breakfast. Have we not lost our first love? Have we not become lukewarm? Have we not left everything that's important and clung to that which is superficial? No, I'm not against family. I'm not against trees and decorations and all of those things. But they are an accessory to the core matter. And if all we have is the accessories, we have nothing. The world itself has all of these things. And they do them a lot better than we do, quite frankly. But have we lost our first love? The end of chapter, not the end of chapter 3, but the, the verses following where we read in chapter 3, verse number 17. After he says, you're, you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of mouth. Verse 17, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. He said, you're content to say, look at all that we've got. Look at all that we possess. Look at all that we're doing. Look at all the externals and you don't realize you're actually destitute of everything that matters. You have nothing that counts. Now, we know what counts, and we could put down on a piece of paper the, 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 you know, the Awana Club verse of how what is important, and we could recite the, the Sunday School lesson about what's important. But when it boils down, when you look in the mirror, when you get to the heart of the issue, 
still have your first love? Does Christmas still mean what it's supposed to mean? Is it still that precious celebration of salvation come to earth, or is it simply lost in all the bustle of activity? I don't know about you, but I missed it. We ought to wish that every year Christmas fell on Sunday, or make whatever day Christmas is a church event. I'm not suggesting, I'm not trying to upend the calendar here, but that ought to be our desire. Let's get together and let's do the heart of the matter. Let's get together and do what matters, what's important, instead of worrying about whether we get breakfast in bed and a lazy time with our kids and grandkids. Wonderful thing. But what's important? I don't know about you. I blew it. Lord, helping me, I won't do it again. But I I lost my first love. And it's time to go back. Time to reclaim what matters and make Christmas as the song said, what is Christmas without Jesus? And without him, what is there to celebrate? What can be the reason for this blessed Christmas season? Without the greatest gift the Heavenly Father ever gave. Let's get back to our first love. Let's get back to the heart of Christmas. Let's get back to our Savior. Let's pray.